This episode of the One God Report podcast is called My Lord and My God, Trinitarians Get It Wrong. This is a commentary on the exclamation of Thomas recorded in John 20, 28, where he said to Jesus, My Lord and My God. To Trinitarians and those who believe in the deity of Christ, this passage is slam-dunk evidence that Jesus is God. But is it? I believe the deity of Christ, so-called interpretation, ignores and contradicts Jesus' teaching in the Gospel of John. There's a much better way to understand Thomas's words. Let's just read this passage from John chapter 20, starting in verse 24, after Jesus has appeared to the other apostles on the day of his resurrection, Thomas wasn't there. Verse 24 of John chapter 20, reading in the RSV. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. The doors were shut, but Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and put out your hand, and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now, let me ask a question. Which God did Thomas mean when he said to Jesus, My God? If you think Thomas recognized a second God person in Jesus, or a God essence, or a God the Son incarnate in Jesus, I think you're not listening to and contradicting what Jesus told us in John's Gospel. Jesus, in John's Gospel, said that it is God the Father that Thomas saw in Jesus. So here's a challenge. Let me challenge you to think how biblically foreign the Trinitarian claim really is. Trinitarianism claims that because Thomas saw the once dead, now resurrected, flesh and bone Jesus, quote, Thomas called Jesus his God, unquote. Now be honest with yourself. Put yourself in Thomas's place in first century Jerusalem. If you saw and touched the dead, but now resurrected man, Jesus, would you think that Jesus was God? Or would you think that God, who is known as the Father, had raised Jesus from the dead? Now some ancient Near East and Greek religions believed in the death and resurrection of their God. Worshippers of Baal, for instance, 
claim that Baal was dead and came alive. But unlike pagans, biblical thinking people, the Jews, believe that the eternal God does not die, nor does he come back to life. Rather, the only God, Yehovah, Yahweh, yod his name in Hebrew, called the Father, the only God, promised to raise humans from the dead. This is one of the reasons why God is called the Father, because he gives life to humans both in this age and in the age to come. So contrary to the so-called deity of Christ interpretation, Thomas did not fail to acknowledge the work of the Father, the one eternal life-giving God, in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Indeed, Thomas acknowledged the Father, seeing two persons involved in the resurrection of Jesus. One, he saw Jesus himself, the Lord, my Lord, is Jesus the Messiah, who suffered and died, but was raised from the dead. And two, he saw the Father, my God, who raised Jesus from the dead. The Trinitarian deity of Christ interpretation of John 20, 28, fails to see or acknowledge the Father who raised to life the dead Jesus. That's very important. Ignoring God the Father, if you think that Thomas called Jesus God. The next point, let's look at the apostles' reaction to the resurrection of Jesus. Do they proclaim that God raised him from the dead or that he is God when they proclaim the resurrection of Jesus from the dead? In all other places in the Bible where the apostles react to the resurrection of Jesus the Messiah from the dead, they do not react by declaring, this proves Jesus is God. No, rather they react by declaring, God the Father raised the Lord Jesus from the dead. And there are multiple references to that effect. There are over 30 direct references in the New Testament stating that God raised Jesus from the dead. And there are many more in the passive sense of Jesus being raised from the dead. So the reaction of the other apostles is evidence that Thomas is reacting in the same way. Let's quote Acts 2.32. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Acts 2.32. The apostles, including Thomas, saw their God at work in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So to emphasize, nowhere in the New Testament is Jesus' resurrection interpreted by the apostles to show Jesus' deity. Rather, the apostles interpret Jesus' resurrection as an act of God, the Father, the giver of life, who designates Jesus as Lord and Messiah, or Christ, the Son of God, the Savior and Judge. For instance, you can read in Acts 2, 36, that God has made this Jesus Lord and Messiah. The Father, God, is made known, revealed, and represented by the resurrected Son, John 1.18. Jesus reveals the Father. 
Now, the next section, we'll call it seeing God, but no one has seen God. Looking at John chapter 12, verse 45, and comparing it with John 1.18. Just days before Jesus was crucified, Jesus shouted out in Jerusalem, quote, He who sees me sees him who sent me. That's John 12, 44 and 45. The one who sent Jesus is God, the Father. See John 3.16, John 5.23, and 20.21. When we see Jesus, we can see God, the Father, who sent him. There are two persons, quote, seen here. One, Jesus, who was sent by God, and two, God the Father, who sent Jesus. But how could Jesus say, he who sees me sees him who sent me, and whoever has seen me has seen the Father, when the same gospel states, no one has ever seen God, John 1.18. John can say this in 1.18 because he uses the word seen literally, and Jesus uses seen figuratively. The word see is often used in a figurative sense to mean perceive or know or understand. As we might say, I see what you mean. It means I understand what you mean. Jesus represents someone else, specifically God the Father who sent him. We see God the Father in Jesus because Jesus perfectly represents God and because God was behind the scenes and involved in everything that Jesus was and did. When we see Jesus, we see that is, perceive God the Father. When Thomas saw Jesus resurrected from the dead, he saw, that is, he understood that God the Father was working. Compare Peter's declaration in Acts 2.22. Quote, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him. Unquote. The apostles literally saw Jesus perform miracles, but they see God the Father behind the scenes doing the miracles. To see God this way means in the figurative sense of perceiving, knowing, and understanding. Even before his death and resurrection, Jesus could say that the apostles had seen the Father because the Father was seen, that is, known, in the works that Jesus did. John 14, 7-9. By the works Jesus did, the apostles could, quote, know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father, unquote. John 10, 38. So John's statement that no one has ever seen God, the unique Son who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. The resurrected Son of God, now in heaven, at God's right hand, made known God the Father. The Father is figuratively seen in the totality of who Jesus was and is. By claiming that Thomas literally saw God, the deity of Christ interpretation of Thomas's words, directly contradicts the Gospel of John's statement that no one has ever seen God. Now we're going to look at John 14, 8, where in Thomas's presence, Philip asks, Lord, show us the Father. Note that Philip did not say, Lord, show us God the Son. We ask again, 
when Thomas said, My Lord and my God, which God did Thomas see? Trinitarianism says that Thomas was seeing God the Son incarnate. Jesus said differently. Jesus said that Thomas would see the Father, the only God. On the evening before Jesus' crucifixion, Jesus told Thomas, If you have known me, you will also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have, now catch this, you have seen him. That's John 14, 7. Keep in mind that Jesus is speaking to Thomas. To know Jesus was to know and to see the Father. Thomas had actually already seen him, that is the Father. Again, seeing is being used in the figurative sense of understanding and knowing. To suggest that Thomas sees or knows a different God other than God the Father in the resurrected Jesus turns a deaf ear to Jesus' teaching and contradicts what Jesus told Thomas. In John 14, 8, Thomas still listening, Philip asked, Lord, show us the Father. And Philip's request, Lord, show us the Father, involves two persons. The first person, Lord, is Jesus. The second person, the Father, is God. Two persons, but only one of them is God. These are the same two persons that Thomas acknowledges and sees in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Lord, show us the Father. We might wonder why Philip didn't ask Jesus to show the apostles God the Son. Why didn't Philip ask Jesus to show them the Trinity? Why would Philip only be interested in seeing the Father? Could it be that for Philip there is no such thing as God the Son or God the Trinity? And that for Philip, as for Jesus and Moses and Paul, there was only one God, the Father. There are many verses which declare that there is one God, the Father. Now, Jesus replied to Philip's request to show us the Father. Thomas is still listening. Jesus says in John 14, 9 through 11, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who remains in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves. Now, could Jesus have made it any clearer? The Father who remains in me does his works. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is a work of God, the Father, the only God. Now, let's just think a little bit more about the idea of seeing and believing. Philip, in John 14, 7 and 8, he wanted to see the Father, right? He says, Lord, show us the Father. Now, Jesus did show Philip and Thomas and all the apostles the Father. It's the Father that Jesus showed and that Thomas saw. Figuratively, of course, not literally. He understood that the Father was behind the works of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. 
Jesus stated over and over again that his words and the works show that it is the Father working in and through Jesus. Deity of Christ, so-called theologians, ignore Jesus and instead create a fictitious God the Son that they see in Jesus. But God the Son was not working in or through Jesus. Neither Jesus nor anyone else in the scripture ever mention God the Son. To suggest that there is any other God person in Jesus other than the Father simply ignores what Jesus told the apostles over and over again. Jesus said continually that the Father was working in and through him. Jesus said he would show the apostles the Father. Thomas saw, that is, he perceived the Father in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Now, Jesus said specifically concerning the resurrection, when you see me again, you will know that I am in my Father. Jesus continued his discussion that same night with Thomas, Philip, and the other apostles. Jesus said that it would particularly be in seeing him after his death and resurrection that they would know, that is, they would see, that the Father, God, was at work in Jesus. Quote from John 14, 19 to 20. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, Jesus said, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. That's John 14, 19 to 20. So Thomas finally gets it, that when you see Jesus, you see the Father. Some eight days after Jesus told Thomas and Philip that they would see the Father in him, Thomas saw and touched the once dead but now alive flesh and bone human Jesus. Thomas finally knew, he understood or believed what Jesus was talking about. The life, death, and resurrection of Jesus revealed the Father, the only God, as Jesus called him in John 17, 3. He's the giver of life. Thomas saw, that is, he understood, he knew that the resurrection of Jesus was the work of God the Father, that the Father had given life to Jesus, that indeed the Father was in Jesus. The Father is known by the resurrected Jesus. The Father is declared in the resurrected Jesus. The Father is represented by the resurrected Jesus. Just like Jesus said, quoting in John 14, 11, Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. Thomas finally did. It's not a second person of a Godhead to whom Thomas proclaims, My God! If it was, Thomas still hadn't learned what Jesus taught him. Jesus taught Thomas that when you see Jesus, you see the Father, not God the Son. The Father. Because the Father does his works through Jesus. If Thomas did not acknowledge the Father when he saw the resurrected Jesus, Thomas failed to listen to Jesus and failed to acknowledge or give credit to the God who raised Jesus from the dead. A couple more comments on my Lord and my God. 
Note that Thomas did not say to Jesus, You are my Lord and my God. Compare Nathanael's words to Jesus when Nathanael expressed that Jesus was both the King of Israel and the Son of God. Quoting in John 1.49, Nathanael says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. John 1.49. Unlike Nathanael's declaration, Thomas's declaration does not contain you, the second person pronoun at all, because Thomas understood that he was seeing another person at work in the resurrected Jesus, the Father. Thomas' exclamation has two titles for two different persons. My Lord is Jesus, and my God is the Father. Because Jesus has told Thomas many times that when you see me, in this case, resurrected from the dead, you have seen the Father, John 12, 45, and John 14, 19, and 20. How many times did Jesus need to say in the Gospel of John that when we see him, we see the Father? The so-called deity of Christ interpreters ignore the author of the Gospel of John, and deity of Christ interpreters ignore Jesus. Just as Jesus told Thomas would happen, Thomas saw his God, the Father, declared in and through the resurrected from the dead, Jesus the Messiah. Next section we'll call, Paging God the Son. God the Son, where are you? There is no God the Son incarnate in the Gospel of John or anywhere else in Scripture. God the Son, so-called, is never credited with being the reason Jesus is who he is or does what he does. Many Trinitarians claim that Jesus did what he did and said what he said because, quote, Jesus is God, unquote. But the Trinitarian claim is contrary to what the Bible says, especially in the Gospel of John. Jesus says in the Gospel of John, quoting a number of times here, John 17, 1 and 3, he says that the Father is the only true God. He says in John 10, 32, and 10, 37, 14, 10, and compare Acts 2, 22, Jesus' works are the Father's works. The works were done by the Father. There's no God the Son doing the works. John 8, 48, 12, 49, 50, 14, 10. Jesus' words are the Father's words. They're not God the Son's words. Jesus said his glory is from the Father. John 1, 14, 8, 54, 17, 5. There's no glory from God the Son. Jesus has declared or made known the Father. He's not declaring or making known a God the Son or a Trinity. John 1, 18, 14, 10-11. Jesus says if people knew him, they would know the Father. Not that they would know God the Son or God the Trinity. John 8, 19, 12, 45, 14, 7-11. And finally, because Jesus spoke the Father's words, and because of the miraculous works Jesus did from the Father, People could, quote, know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. John 10, 38, 12, 49, and 14, 10. Again, there is never any indication of another divine person, a so-called God the Son, at work in Jesus. In the Gospel of John, 
God the Son incarnate gets no credit for anything because he doesn't exist. The Gospel of John makes it crystal clear that the God who is at work in Jesus is the Father. For Trinitarians to claim that Thomas was declaring that he saw some other God person in the resurrected Jesus other than God the Father ignores a massive amount of Jesus' teaching recorded in John's Gospel. Now let's think about the statement that Jesus said to Thomas to believe me. Believe me. Believe the resurrection or that Jesus is deity? The night before Jesus was crucified, what did Jesus tell the apostles to believe? Believe me that I am God? Far from it. Quoting John 14, 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. When the other apostles told Thomas that they had seen the resurrected Jesus, Thomas didn't believe at first that Jesus was alive, John 20, 25. That he was literally raised from the dead by God. That's what he didn't believe. It was belief in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Prime evidence that the Father is in Jesus that Jesus commended. That's the belief that Jesus says you need to have. Quote from John 14, 11. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Have you believed because you've seen me? He asked Thomas in John 20, 29, right after Thomas's statement. Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. It's the death and resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah, that the apostles later preached, not the deity of Jesus. Just read through the book of Acts, Paul's letters, they're never proclaiming the deity of Jesus to believe in. They're proclaiming the resurrection by God of the Messiah Jesus to believe in. Another topic, the context and John's purpose for writing. My God and your God, my Father and your Father. Understanding that Thomas's declaration of my God refers to the Father fits the context of John chapter 20. On the other hand, interpreting Thomas to be calling Jesus God does not fit the context. On the day of his resurrection, in words that John recorded only 11 verses prior to Thomas's my God statement, on the morning of his resurrection from the dead, Jesus said to Mary Magdalene, go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. That's John 20, 17. Jesus has a God who is the same God as the apostles' God. Jesus's and Thomas's God is also known as the Father. Jesus said he is Thomas's brother, not Thomas's God. Those who want to claim that Thomas called Jesus God should explain from Scripture why God has a God, because the deity of Christ interpretation means that the God Jesus has a God. Also, if Thomas is brother to the God Jesus, does this mean that Thomas is also God? It's a silly question, of course.
Further, in the context of Thomas's statement, my Lord and my God, John tells us why he recorded the signs and miracles he did. Just two verses after John recorded Thomas's declaration, John stated the reason why he recorded the signs that Jesus did. I'll read John 20, verses 30 to 31, just two verses after Thomas's statement. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. That's John 20, 30 to 31. John, the gospel writer, does not say that he recorded these signs so that we would believe that Jesus is God. Rather, John recorded the signs so that we might believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. The Christ, the Messiah, in the Bible is never a title for deity. Likewise, the title Son of God in the Bible is never a title for deity, but is the title for human beings, Adam, the people of Israel, and especially the human king of Israel, is called the Son of God. So do we believe the author of the Gospel of John, or do we ignore John and believe someone else who says that John wrote his book to tell us that Jesus is God? Why does Trinitarianism refuse to believe John when John tells us the reason he wrote his Gospel? So the context of John chapter 20, including events and statements by the author of the Gospel of John immediately before and immediately after Thomas's declaration show that Thomas was declaring that Jesus is his Lord and that the Father is his God. Look at these two titles for a second, Lord and God, two different titles in the Gospel of John. The New Testament consistently uses the same titles that Thomas used to distinguish between God, that's the Father, and the Lord, Jesus Christ. God is not the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is not God. There are many, many biblical examples in the New Testament where the Lord Jesus Christ is differentiated from God. Here are a few. Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom, Ephesians 1.17. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.3, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is distinguished from the Lord Jesus Christ in every opening epistle of Paul. Here's another example, 2 Corinthians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of mercies. Again, God, for Paul, is only the Father. He says we have one God, the Father. And then Acts 2.36, the declaration of Peter at Pentecost, just after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Let all the house of Israel therefore know assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. God is always differentiated from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is always differentiated from God. The Lord Jesus, the Messiah, in the New Testament has a God who raised him from the dead. 
the God of our Lord Jesus is the only God. He's also known as the Father. In the Gospel of John, God is never called Lord unless John quotes a passage directly from the Old Testament which has God's personal name, Yehovah, Yahweh, yod heh But this is rare. Only three times in all of the Gospel of John, John 1, 23, 12, 13, and 12, 38. Outside of those three quotes from the Old Testament, the Gospel of John never refers to God as Lord. On the other hand, Jesus is called Lord some 40 times in the Gospel of John, all used in the sense of an honorific title denoting authority, like we would say in English, master or sir. Here are a few examples. John 9, 35 and 36. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Jesus said to the blind man. Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? The blind man was using the title Lord as an honorific title, not calling Jesus God. Then John eleven twenty seven, Martha says, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus says in John 13, 16, he uses the word Lord just in the general sense of a master. The servant is not greater than his Lord, John 13, 16 and 15, 20. And then Jesus says in John 13, 13, you call me teacher and Lord and you are right, for so I am. He doesn't mean that the apostles are calling him God. And then finally in John 22, note the words of Mary Magdalene when she believes Jesus is still dead. They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they laid him. It's an honorific title, not declaring that Jesus is God Yahweh. In the Gospel of John, Lord is an honorific title for humans especially for Jesus. In the Gospel of John and in the New Testament, God refers only to the Father. When Thomas said, my God, he could only be referring to the one God, the Father, who Jesus said Thomas would perceive or see in him. The next topic, Father, this is eternal life. In the Gospel of John, Jesus stated that receiving eternal life, life in the age to come, resurrection life, involved knowing two persons. Father, he says in John 17, 1, and continuing to John 17, 3, Father, Jesus says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus the Messiah whom you have sent. These are the same two persons, persons in quotations, because God is one of them. These are the same two persons that Thomas saw in the raised to eternal life Jesus. My God is the Father, and my Lord is Jesus Christ. The Trinitarian interpretation of Thomas's declaration ignores the Father, the only true God, the giver of life. Next topic, Peter is Satan. If we apply the deity of Christ interpretation method of Thomas's statement to another place in the Bible, then we can also interpret that the apostle Peter is Satan. Let's look at the methodology. Matthew 16, 23 says, But he, that is Jesus, turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. Aha! Uh-huh. Jesus directly called Peter Satan. Jesus said to Peter, 
Get behind me, Satan. And then Peter did not deny being Satan. Sometimes you hear Trinitarians say that about Jesus. Jesus didn't deny being God. Well, Peter didn't deny being Satan. Jesus' words can be considered to have greater authority than Thomas's words. So, to be consistent, we must claim that Peter is Satan. This would logically lead to understanding that Peter is Satan incarnate, that Satan had two natures, a spirit and a human nature, that Peter was the serpent in the Garden of Eden who may have pre-existed creation. Jesus spoke directly and very plainly. He called Peter Satan, just as Thomas called Jesus God. Now we're being facetious, of course. The truth is, Jesus recognized someone else involved in Peter's thinking, just as Thomas recognized someone else involved in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Next, we have to be able to see God at work in human affairs. A major biblical theme is that humans should be able to recognize or see God at work in the deeds, sometimes miraculous, that God does on earth through human beings. The Israelites could know it was Jehovah, Yudhevavhe, who brought them out of Egypt by the miraculous deeds that Jehovah performed through Moses. Exodus 29:46, Deuteronomy 4:35. In Joshua 9, 9-10, the Canaanite Hivites saw what, quote, Jehovah your God did to the kings of the Amorites that were beyond Jordan. They saw Jehovah God in victories done through Moses and Joshua. The queen of Sheba, 2 Chronicles 9-8, could see that it was, quote, Jehovah your God who placed Solomon on the throne as king. She didn't fail to recognize Jehovah as the one responsible for Solomon's greatness. Now, in Matthew 9, 6-8, when Jesus healed a lame man, quote, the crowd saw it, and they were in awe, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. Likewise, Luke 7, 15, and 16, when Jesus raised to life a dead man, quote, they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. So the people didn't fail to recognize, glorify, and credit God with the life restoration miracle that had been performed through Jesus. When Jesus healed many in the Gentile districts of Decapolis, this is in Matthew, the crowd was in awe when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Again, even these Gentiles were able to see the God of Israel at work in Jesus. They didn't fail to acknowledge the work was done by God through Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, in a statement that also involved victory over death, Paul recognized the work of God through Jesus. He says, quote, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's in the context of the resurrection from the dead. So failure to see Yehovah, Yahweh, Yudhevavhe, God, at work in biblical events, particularly in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, 
is a kind of blindness. So let's summarize. Thomas's statement in John 20, 28 is touted as one of the chief evidences in the Bible for the deity of Christ and for the Trinity. But the deity of Christ interpretation gets it very wrong. One, the deity of Christ interpretation ignores the biblical Hebraic cultural background of Thomas's declaration. Pagans may have believed in a deity resurrected from the dead, but biblically thinking Jews believe that God does not die, nor does he rise from the dead. Rather, God raises humans from the dead. Some one-God believers, sometimes called biblical Unitarians, have suggested that Thomas called Jesus God with a lowercase g, in the sense that other humans were sometimes called a god with a small g or gods. For instance, Exodus 4.16, 7.1, or Psalm 82.6. Or that Thomas was simply making an exclamation like, oh my god. But like the Trinitarian interpretation, these interpretations fail to take into account that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, like Paul says in Galatians 1.1, and that Jesus said Thomas would see the Father in him, that is, in Jesus. Second point, the deity of Christ interpretation ignores the reaction of the other apostles to the resurrection of Jesus. The apostles never react to the resurrection of Jesus by declaring, Jesus is God, but rather, God raised Jesus from the dead. The deity of Christ interpretation ignores tens of other clear biblical statements that God, the Father, raised Jesus from the dead. Third point, the deity of Christ interpretation directly contradicts the Gospel of John's statement that no one has ever seen God, John 1.18. Our interpretation of Thomas's declaration agrees that no one has ever seen God. The Father figuratively was seen that is perceived in the totality of the life of Jesus, especially in his death and resurrection. Fourth point, the deity of Christ's interpretation ignores the literary context of Thomas's statement in the Gospel of John. Thomas initially doubted and eventually believed in the resurrection of Jesus, not the deity of Jesus. Further, not long before Thomas made his declaration, the resurrected Jesus declared, I ascend to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Jesus is God, and the Father are the same God and Father as the apostles. And then, only two verses after Thomas's declaration, John gave the reason he recorded the sign miracles that Jesus did. And that purpose was not to show that Jesus is God, the deity of Christ interpretation doesn't accept the author of the Gospel of John's own purpose statement. Fifth point, the deity of Christ interpretation fails to understand the consistent biblical theme that the one God, Yehovah, Yahweh, the Father, is perceived, he's seen and made known in his acts among humankind quoting from Deuteronomy 4.35 in a very close parallel, Isaiah 43.10, to you it was shown that you might know that Jehovah is God. There is none other than him. Six point. The deity of Christ interpretation 
misidentifies the God in Jesus. And this is a serious error, since it ignores and contradicts what Jesus told Thomas. It fails to see the one God, the Father, at work in Jesus, and fails to give credit to the one God, the Father, for raising the dead. Trinitarianism claims it was God the Son in Jesus, but Jesus said that it was God the Father, the only God who was in him. John 8, 40, 10, 38, 14, 9 to 10, and 17, 3. Should we believe Trinitarianism or Jesus? We will close with a question. What else does Trinitarianism have wrong? John 20, 28, Thomas' declaration is supposed to be a linchpin of Trinitarian theology that shows that Jesus is God. But we can see that the Trinitarian interpretation is in great error. Since Trinitarianism misinterprets and contradicts what the Bible says about Thomas's declaration in John 20:28, 20, we must wonder what other verses in John's Gospel Trinitarianism has misconstrued.